It's Two Girls, One Broadcast. Hosted by Jack and Katie. In my mind, there was never a doubt that I was going to get better. You know what? Life is so short. You might as well just go ahead and do this and go for it. Be okay with disagreeing with each other. Yes. But understanding why everyone has different opinions. This is a podcast focusing on relationships, sex, wellness, and spirituality. Hello, bungholes. <laughs> welcome back to Two Girls, One Broadcast. We welcome all bungholes dirty and clean alike. <laughs> Just kidding. I am always a serious one. <laughs> oh, it's Jack and Katie. Oh, yes. Hello. Yes. Uh, I'm always a serious one. And then you got to just rip those bunghole jokes. It's my favorite word. And I don't think I'd ever heard it before. Yeah. You spoke it into my ear. So essentially. I do think it was my ex, actually, that spoke it into our ear. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah. This is actually a problem because I feel like every time one of my friends dates someone, I pick like funny things that they say mm-hmm. and it becomes like a real part of my vocabulary. And then after they break up with this person it's still I still there. say the words and then I'm like oh my god am I like traumatizing you by mentioning your ex basically no, no. the bunghole is like education oh, we also yeah. got that from him yes yes he's okay it doesn't it doesn't actually. he's okay yeah <laughs> he's, he's, fine. he's fine he's fine everything's fine so yeah happy national strawberry <laughs> sunday day july 7th 2020 <laughs> who the fuck makes up these days <laughs> don't know unpopular opinion i don't like sundays i actually don't either oh wow i've had a few but not my fave but the thing is is like ice cream is yeah. not my fave i'm not a big ice cream guy it it doesn't work out well with the, the oh, gut health i see I yeah see. but also like i don't i barely can finish a mini blizzard Me too. yeah i know oh yeah. yeah you always put it in the freezer and then i'm throwing away because it's been like three <laughs> months and you still haven't eaten it <laughs> i was working a night shift the other day and we got dairy queen like i went out and got dairy queen for the whole team mm-hmm. and i ate an entire mini and i like wow. it doesn't upset my stomach but i just felt like a very general sense of unwellness like yeah. i don't know if it was too much sugar or what but i was not well and then i worked out after and i was like i'm gonna throw up on this <laughs> treadmill <laughs> legit <laughs> Literally, my sleep schedule has been fucked up all of quarantine and mm-hmm. now shifting into shift work life. I'm like, I'm working out at one in the morning. I'm sleeping until 2 p.m. Mm-hmm. Like, I slept straight until 1.45 this morning and then I woke up. You mean this afternoon? Oh, yes. This <laughs> it's still the morning. I'm like texting people. I'm like, good morning. They're like, bitch, it's 2 o'clock. But our neighbor was playing Screamo in the parking lot. So I literally woke up to like, <sighs> yeah, I, I couldn't like, even hear that. I, I I like had a nightmare and then I woke up to that. I'm like, I'm not okay today. I know. I like know the general time that you're going to wake up depending (laughs) on what time you went to bed. But sometimes I'm like, fuck, because I'll make breakfast and then you'll get up like 15 minutes later and I'm like, shit. I think the smell wakes me up quite honestly. Because I woke up this morning and I was like, I'll smell eggies. Oh, okay. So just make you food or? I mean, I'll never say no, even if the food's been in the fridge for like four hours. Okay, I was going to say eggs are not that great leftover i mean That's they're not true. terrible but yeah this is true but i also do enjoy free food yes okay <laughs> noted noted i will up my cooking game and not that i expect you to cook for me i know meanwhile we have a man downstairs cooking his dinner yeah. <laughs> what is this life <laughs> this is the good life i mean how many times have we cooked for him it's about time there we that's yeah. true that yeah. is true that's yeah. true we go um wait how do you divide 100 by three 33.33333333. Okay, so we're like a 33.333% house <laughs> is what it's supposed to be. 
watch my math is wrong people are like you dumb bitch i'm the one who decided to ask how you divide 100 by three i give up i'm not even trying anymore it's okay (laughs) the other day i tried to do long division by hand and i can't i can't do it i literally don't know how it works why did you have to do that i didn't i was just curious brain is so messed up you guys i just wanted to know if i could do it and spoiler alert i cannot i don't know if i ever have children and they're in like elementary school Uh, their father is helping them with they're gonna be straight fucked or or that hopefully you date somebody that has uh good math genes oh my god i was literally just gonna say like i'm not attracted to the smartest men so your kid's gonna need a private tutor no shade that's on you like so much shade that's on you all right, how about um, this fucking Kanye West for Prez 2020? He had kept saying he was going to run in 2024. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden it's four years earlier and he's going against Trump, which I find kind of ironic considering he likes Trump. Right? So I read a conspiracy theory about oh, this okay. that says that a vote for Kanye is basically a vote for Trump because they're saying that a lot of like moderates or people that are a little unsure or like younger people that maybe would have voted for Biden, which like I fucking hate Biden too. It's literally, I have so many, so many thoughts, but people that would have been voting Democrat are going to be swayed to vote for Kanye because okay. they see it as like something different or it's just cool to vote for Kanye or whatever. Okay. And so they're going to take votes away from Biden, but Trump already has a really strong base, so mm-hmm. he's going to get votes. So like by splitting the vote, they're going to actually help Trump get reelected. Interesting. Yeah, which I find so mind-boggling that Elon Musk is supporting him. I don't oh, understand. Yeah. I'm like, sometimes I think Elon Musk is the smartest person on the planet. Sometimes I think he wants the entire planet to blow up and he's just going to go live on a spaceship and watch us all burn. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. It's it's very interesting to me. Like, I already was kind of like, what the fuck when Trump decided he was going to run? Because mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. I don't know much about the U.S. politics because I'm just like, whatever, I don't like politics. But somebody who is like a rapper, a musician, a businessman, like that doesn't mean you can run a country. Did you see Hannah Berner's tweet? No. She was like, can we just make like the basis of being like eligible to run for president that you can like pass a political science exam and a mental health exam and I was like yes because the majority of these people would not be able to and I mean like we've had or they've had like Ronald Reagan was a actor like a famous actor and he Mm -hmm. was president and Mm -hmm. then Schwarzenegger in California became their governor and he was okay yeah take me to the job (laughs) so I mean okay I don't know but but for me it's like governor and like someone who's running a state like Yes, it's still very important, but, like, but, yeah. the president of an entire country, mm-hmm. to me, is, like, okay, you should probably have some, like, can we just revote Barack in? Like, I mean, I wasn't in the States, and I know there's a lot of people that didn't like him, but I also know he did some pretty good shit for the States, so. I, know. I feel like it's shitty because it's, I feel like any way you vote, it's shitty. Yeah. Like, it's Democrats We were talking are, to Dom about this, and yeah. I said, it's literally voting the best of the worst. Yes, and, and it's, it's like terrible. that here, too. It is, but at least we're not so bipartisan. We are kind of bipartisan with, like, it's really mostly between the liberals and the conservatives. Mm-hmm. Ugh, I just, like, I miss the days when the NDP had a viable chance of winning the country. Like, I just, Jack Layton, rest in peace beautiful man Mm -hmm. but yeah i don't i hate the idea of like this duality of there's only two choices and like the democrats in the states are seen as like this crazy left wing and if you look at democratic 
politics Mm -hmm. it's not that left wing they're really not they're like oh you're poor fuck you (laughs) so a lot of them i'm not not all of them yeah i you know it's funny because like we've always said we don't really want to talk politics on this podcast but it's kind of just naturally happened and i think like it is what it is like we all need to have an opinion and like if you don't agree with us that's totally cool Mm -hmm. but like it's always going to be talked about right and i think that's something that like being on the podcast has made me think about and it's like Mm -hmm. i should probably consider making myself knowledgeable about it because like we're gonna have conversations about it i need to like i'm fairly up on canadian politics and Mm -hmm. i know that u.s politics do affect us so like i Mm -hmm. should probably get my shit together but like i just hate the fact that trump was voted in enough for me to just be like i don't even like i don't even want to read about it because i know it will just piss me off it's just so toxic and i get that too like i get like fatigue almost from like reading about just like world politics in general Mm -hmm. and i just you get to that point where you're just like everything is terrible (laughs) like i want to live in a bunker and never see another person i've literally been like i want to move to that like island commune off the coast of bc yeah (laughs) just like not have a tv and live there and just like fish and live like that i don't know just right now politics across the board for canada and the united states are not great no like, and i think the thing that's become so prevalent lately is that like it's not just a politics issue it's a fucking human rights mm-hmm. issue and that's where a lot of people i think are getting a lot more like none of us like to talk about politics mm-hmm. it's but the gross. fact of what they all stand for is yeah. what's throwing us off and yeah, we're like and what the, the fuck yeah because yeah. i mean our generation doesn't concur with what kenny or trump stand for or support right yeah literally fuck jason kenny oh i know anyways we were talking about kanye not jason kenny. yes kanye i didn't i honestly haven't really liked kanye for a long time i think that there's a lot of toxicity in mm-hmm. that and i know that a lot of people say that like he's a genius he's a musical genius okay like i can accept that even though it's not my like cup of tea like a lot of the music. time but I just think that there's been a lot of stuff that he has said and a lot of like rape culture stuff that he's perpetuated mm-hmm. that I really strongly disagree with. Mm-hmm. And that is where I stand on that. I just don't feel like he is a nice person. Yeah, I would agree. But I mean, I will say in the one, like the one post I saw about the fact that he was running, there were some things that he supports that I was like, okay, this is mm-hmm. positive. But again, like, I don't really focus that much on Trump. From what I hear, they do have some differing opinions on some pretty, like, controversial topics, such as abortion. So, well, yeah, Kanye know. literally came out and he was like, God is great. Abortion is murder, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. Like, here we go. We're going down the Republican rabbit hole. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sweating right now. This <laughs> gives me okay. the anxiety. Moving along. All right. So... I got to read more. We're just going to go with that. (laughs) Yeah. We all need to read more. And there's so many documentaries on like Netflix and stuff Mm -hmm. that I want to watch. And a lot of it has been made free too. Like they're posting a bunch of stuff on Netflix. Like I think 13th was put on uh, YouTube. I still need to watch that. Even if you don't have a Netflix. Right. Which I don't. I mooch off like three different people's (laughs) Netflix. (laughs) But anyway, it is available Mm -hmm. for everyone. So yeah, I think that this is something that we all need to. Okay, let's watch it this week while you're off. All right, let's do it. Okay. Um, Recent Uh, Canadian news. Yes. (laughs) We uh, heard about a woman who 
was protesting about wearing a mask. Yeah. So she went to the hospital in Toronto and she like fucking live streamed this basically to her Twitter. And she was like, I went to the hospital for a suspected broken finger, which I'm like, hey, you don't need to go to the emergency room if you think your fucking finger is broken, Susan. Yeah. Put a splint on that shit and go home. Go to the doctor and go get an x-ray <laughs> like, at a fucking lab. Like, I just, I'm so annoyed by this anyway. I'm like, don't go to the hospital. Yeah, you, you don't, don't need to go to the fucking hospital. No. But anyway, they were like, okay, well, if you want to get admitted, you have to put on a mask mm-hmm. because you're in a fucking hospital and there is a worldwide pandemic and she was like i know my rights blah 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 and refused mm-hmm. and so they escorted her out and mm-hmm. she was like videoing the whole thing thinking and she that was she like, was in the right yeah hashtag film your hospital i'm like shut the fuck up this is like karen to the nth degree oh yeah did were people commenting on it being like what the fuck is wrong with the you the thing is so funny is she posted this thinking that she was gonna get like support and i'm sure there were people that were like that is absolutely your human right to not wear a mask but everyone else is just retweeting it to like big accounts were retweeting it and being like look at this dumb bitch <laughs> <laughs> and I saw so many accounts too that were like, "Y'all have free healthcare, and you're gonna disrespect it like this." I'm legit. like, "Yeah, this is true." Yeah, like legit. honestly. So we had this conversation a while ago about like the whole civil liberties thing, mm-hmm. and people are saying wearing a mask is infringing on my civil liberties and my rights as a human being. In the states, you have the Constitution. Up here, we have the Charter of Rights and Freedoms. It. So I'm gonna use an example of free speech. Both guarantee free speech, but hate speech is illegal. Mm-hmm inciting hate speech all these kind of things like saying we should kill races or like different religions or whatever that is hate speech and it's illegal you can be prosecuted for it so where your civil liberties end is where they infringe on the liberties of other people where your rights end are where they infringe on the rights of other people so if you're in your house or you're walking around your neighborhood or whatever you're not wearing a mask that is one thing but Mm -hmm. if you're trying to go into a public space and the rules say that you have to wear a mask to protect other people. That is where your personal civil liberty ends. Mm-hmm. And the, the rights of all of the other people, the hundreds of other people in the hospital, the healthcare workers, the caretakers, the patients, mm-hmm. that overrules your one person rights being like, oh, I can't breathe when I'm wearing a mask. Honestly, I like i don't get it because you're right the healthcare workers like they are working their asses off they're trying to stay healthy why would you not contribute to trying to keep them healthy it boggles my mind and there are people out here and they're like i have fucking asthma i can't breathe as it is and i am wearing a mask Mm -hmm. so fucking karen and ken over here can fucking put a mask on (laughs) (laughs) i don't mean to laugh but ken was a good choice (laughs) i stole it from a meme (laughs) Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think, like, where cases are low, I think maybe is one thing. And, like, no, I'm not talking hospital. I'm, like, talking quick trip into the grocery store. And, like, that is your, that is your preference. If you want to wear a mask, like, totally 100% wear a mask. And I get, like, protecting the vulnerable because Mm -hmm. I haven't seen my grandma in, like, five months. Yep. I saw her once outside because I took her flowers and we maintained our distance and that was it. And I have not seen her since. That's probably my bad because I could see her outside. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, there is protecting, like, the young, the vulnerable, like, the old people, that kind of stuff. And, like, I will say, like, when I run into the grocery store for, like, five items, I am fast, efficient, and I don't wear a mask. And maybe people will hate on me for that. And I get that. But there are some places that are mandating it. And if it's mandated, 100 fucking percent, I will wear it. 
Well, the thing has come up too, like Costco and other places. Mm-hmm. Some Costco's I think are requiring you to wear a mask. I mm-hmm. went to Costco the other day and they weren't requiring it, but they were suggesting it and they were giving away free masks. I had fucking 19 bajillion masks in my car. So I threw one on before I went in anyway, because mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm going to go into a big fucking warehouse with 200 other people. Well, like, that's I'm going to wear thing. a mask. If, if like they're letting a lot of people in, that's another thing, right? Like if you mm-hmm. know it's not going to be a, like if you're not going to be able to maintain any sort of social uh, distancing. Yeah. yeah that for sure so like i made a doctor appointment today and it's it's for something that has to get done so it's not mm-hmm. like it's just a regular routine checkup like it absolutely has to be done and i asked him on the phone because it was my actual doctor that called me and he was like i said like do i need to wear a mask to the appointment which i would have mm-hmm. and he was like it's totally your preference like the doctors will be wearing them um and i think we have some at the clinic if you want to wear it like you can get one when you get there but otherwise like it's totally up to you um if you have any symptoms of course mm-hmm. don't come and i was like yeah 100% so like those situations i'm, I'm honestly even a little surprised that he was like it's optional yeah, in a doctor's too. office like i probably will cuz it's a doctor's office so why wouldn't i just to like protect myself and mm-hmm. whatever protect other people but yeah it's interesting that some places are counting it as like a preference thing and then yeah. some are counting it as like you absolutely have to wear it yeah in our store or in our location yeah mm-hmm. the thing i was gonna say too though is like so people are like costco for example someone that i know personally mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. was like well i'm not fucking going to costco if they're gonna make me wear a mask and i was like okay it's their right to require you to wear a mask mm-hmm. and it's your right to not go yeah and i'm like this isn't uh People are literally trying to equate it with, like, another kind of, like, discrimination or racism type type thing. Like, I literally saw somebody compare this to turbans. And I was like, I I may become a serial killer by the end of this (laughs) quarantine because people are so stupid. And I'm like, they are asking you to wear a mask for health reasons, Mm -hmm. for public safety. I don't understand what else I can say to, to people to make them understand how it is so vastly different it uh, boggles my mind i can't even believe that it is a conversation <sighs> yeah okay this is this is another reason why i don't have twitter because i'm like oh, i would I just know. scroll twitter and i'd be like an angry motherfucker mm-hmm. the whole time because like even when you tell me stuff or like that's where i get all my twitter updates is like from you because you scroll all the time and i'm just like what the actual fuck yeah and so yeah like i get a lot of useful information on twitter mm-hmm. and that is literally where i get the majority of my yeah that's news. where I, same when i hear it from you and like it's not like i'm gonna just read a 140 character tweet and be like i know everything about this like global issue now but like i read about like global happenings and whatever on twitter and then mm-hmm. i'll go research them on my own i'm not trusting fucking fox news to deliver me my no <laughs> world updates but yeah But yeah, so yeah, there is a lot of good things on Twitter, but there's a lot of shit that I see on Twitter that I'm just like, why are we not extinct (laughs) as a a species? We, if Darwinism was true for humans, we would not exist. We are so stupid. God. uh, Well, I think the consensus is we do not think it's against your civil rights to wear a mask. No. And if you have a differing opinion, I would actually invite you to come into my DMs and have a respectful, respectful conversation. I promise not to swear at you or threaten to kill you. I would actually like to have more conversations of this nature because I would like to hear more of the arguments in favor of not wearing a mask and Mm -hmm. just have a healthy conversation about it. Mm -hmm. Do you know, it's, there's also, and I mean, this, this might be another bone of contention, but it's like our numbers like they have increased and I understand that I do get Mm -hmm. that and someone in my family said to me that like I don't 
I think COVID is fake, which is not true. I've made a few jokes about like the conspiracy theories that Mm -hmm. we've read around them and they take that very literally, I guess, (laughs) which I don't think is true. Like I, I know it's a thing. Like we have friends that work in healthcare and yes, I get that. But like our numbers have gone up and there are people on my Facebook that are like, Edmonton, what the fuck are you doing? And I'm like, I I also get that. But at the same time, like what reach are you going to have? It's probably not your friends that are contributing to the problem Mm -hmm. and just because our numbers have gone up like yes absolutely i don't like that our numbers have gone up but like our icu cases haven't significantly increased right if at all i don't i haven't looked in about a week or so yeah and same with the deaths right so that for me is kind of like a big thing it's like okay our hospital is still open like Mm -hmm. we don't want people going to the hospital but like obviously our numbers are increasing in a sense a our testing has increased right and they're doing significantly they're doing asymptomatic asymptomatic. testing now so of course there's lots of people with asymptomatic covid so Mm -hmm. numbers are going to go up yeah and as soon as those people which are smart people that are going for the Mm -hmm. testing know that they're going to stay home hopefully fingers crossed oh my god yeah and or you know well, not Andor, but get someone else to do their grocery shopping and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I swear to God, my grandma hasn't left the house in five months because my mm-hmm. mom is doing everything for her. And like, that's the smart thing to do, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if you're not feeling well or you know somebody who is not feeling well, et cetera, et cetera. Like for us, I will say like my my mom has been concerned and I get that for my grandma. For sure. Uh, being around me. But like, even when I'm around her, we're, you know, we're, cl- we're not close. Like we're mm-hmm. six meters Wait, no, two meters apart. I always yeah. get that confused. Two meters apart. And um, it, she's worried because, like, I've gone to a restaurant and I hang out with friends. But, like, I've chosen my two friends right. that I hang out with. In close quarters. Yes. And we don't share shit. Like, we we are still smart about it. We sit outside when we can. Like, but we've chosen kind of our people. And that's, like... That's what Dr. Hinshaw said, right? Is the yeah the cohort, as you will call it. Yeah. So, you know, going to the cabin with my family, like, we're outside. If not, we're, like, making sure we're not close in the kitchen. We're waiting for other people to finish. Like, there's a lot of things that we are trying to do to prevent it because it is a shared space and Lysol, like, all that kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So, it's, like, you see... I'm talking about the people on the Facebook. Like, they see that other people are doing stuff and automatically they're, like, oh, well, you're not following protocol and it's like but you don't actually know that unless they're like kissing in the picture right (laughs) and maybe that's their cohort like you don't really know what you see in pictures so Mm -hmm. I'm just kind of like I've kind of stopped scrolling that too because I'm just like Mm -hmm. oh I gave up on Facebook a long time ago yeah it's like it's all about you know being clean washing your hands wearing a mask when you need to and being Mm -hmm. around only certain people and being safe about it you don't need to be like closer than two meters right yeah we could have Anyways, these conversations yes. for oh my literally god ever. i know yeah there's so much more i've i went down a twitter rabbit hole about um there's a thread and there was a bunch of like younger people like in their 20s that were posting about they had had covid and they are now considered like medically cleared but they're still suffering from like the lasting effects of it and their lung capacity has been compromised. It literally damages the cells of your lungs. They have had liver failure. <laughs> and, like, none of these people are able to return to work. Like, I was reading one guy. I was saying he's been, like, quote, unquote, recovered from COVID for two months. And every time he works out, he gets sick again. Like, he can't work oh, out. Oh, interesting. And that's the thing is, like, even after you clear the virus, like, your body 
in a lot of cases has been like affected for a very long period of time i'm like liver failure yeah from covid like this is the stuff that isn't really being talked about because it's fucking terrifying like i read this post and i had a nightmare that night (laughs) yeah one of my friends was like um it doesn't necessarily leave your system Mm -hmm. right away and there's different strains of it it's like the flu well so you could get a different strain it might start as like a respiratory infection but it can pass into your blood like it's a blood infection really did i fuck that up anyway don't listen to we're me not medical we're yeah. not medical people listen okay to Dr. we're just here shot yeah. I literally, it's so funny because i grew up with a my mom was an i was a registered nurse before mm-hmm. she retired and yeah. i worked in hospitals for like years so i can like talk about health stuff sometimes in a way that i've had people be like are you a nurse i'm like no i just talk like i know what i know what i'm talking about but i don't yeah guys so. like huge disclaimer and you know this this is a matter of opinion from two people who are not medical professionals and we're just talking about kind of like what we've seen, what we've heard, mm-hmm. what we think. And I mean, that's what podcast life is about, right? It's mm-hmm. it's about sharing how you feel. And yeah, if you don't agree, then feel free to let us know. And if you don't agree and don't want to let us know, then know we still love you and respect the, the decision yeah, that absolutely. you've made. Yeah. And yeah, that's the thing. Like the people that are like totally quarantined in their house and stuff like that, like I support that too. Like part of me part of me feels like that sometimes too like yeah like i said Mm -hmm. i wish that i could just go live in a fucking bunker because this scares the actual shit out of me Mm -hmm. and like i'm immunocompromised one of our friends is immunocompromised and like that fact that i don't really know how it would affect me is scary as shit absolutely and we have to consider that in our home yeah but yeah like lord the amount it's actually kind of funny like the connections we've made with people and we're all like hey you got Lysol hey you got yeah. you got masks you yeah. got this and like my parents like bought extra Lysol wipes for us because they knew that we were trying to find them and yeah. someone else gave us Lysol wipes yeah. I was like, oh my god we have so many Lysol wipes yeah have, like this is amazing this is amazing <laughs> but it's necessary all right okay we will move on from this stay healthy people stay healthy we love you we don't want you to get sick and we want you to do what's right for you in the bounds that our Dr. Hinshaw has put out for us. Yes. Yes. This absolutely. is going to be a long haul. It, That's it the thing. absolutely so is. Finding a balance between like mm-hmm. economy and mental health and wellness and yeah. physical health. Yeah, absolutely. Just pick yeah. your people and know that they're also being safe too. And mm-hmm. Yeah, like fuck, I miss my extended friend group. I mm-hmm. miss my friends. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the group what chats you gonna have do? been fire lately (laughs) so there you go (laughs) good and bad all right so we were gonna talk a little bit because we promised you guys that we would update you on the zoo is our our house (laughs) our home where we live is a zoo and so we have some updates for you okay ridiculousness the most timely one is that last night I really wanted to take a bath. I have not been well. And I was like, I just really need a bath. It's like 1130 p.m. on a Sunday night. And I'm yep. like, I need to take a bath. Yeah. Just no etiquette towards the people in this house that might want to go to sleep. Yes, you did. And but I said I it was fine. I can't get the the tub plug thing mm-hmm. to stay down. Like ours, like you push it and it stays down. And then you push it and it comes up. It would not stay down. So I get Jack out of bed. She can't figure it out. Get her boyfriend out of bed. He can't fucking figure it out. I so- screwed the uh. thing off because I was like, okay, when I'm pushing it down, it feels like there's something blocking it from pushing it down. So I screw the, what do you even call that? The, whatever. The fucking plug off. <laughs> and there's mounds and mounds of hair which is not surprising considering two women live in this house and one has extremely long hair past her tits so 
I'm like, all right, this is the problem. Get me a glove, Katie. So she goes downstairs, gets me a glove. Do you love how I'm the one that wants to take a bath and Jack ends up bent over the tub trying to get all this hair out and she's gagging. Literally. I'm recording it on Snapchat because I'm an evil roommate. And then I was like, okay, do you want to switch out? And she was like, yes. I'm like, oh no, I wasn't expecting you to say yes, but okay. So I put the glove on and I'm doing it. I'm gagging. I'm screaming. I'm like, I think it's done. And then like a whole clump comes out. I'm like, I can't. She's like, there's something stuck under her. I can't get it out. She gets it out and she's like, Honestly, I was quite tempted after that to shave my head. Yeah, she was like, I think I'm going to shave my head. Or at least chop it. You're not shaving your head. Like, it is. It was horrific. And I'm sure. Horrific. Females know that are listening. And men, if you've had to clean the drain for your women or anybody that's dating a girl and you've had to clean the drain for your woman, it is not good. And I felt like that's what I was doing for my woman sitting across the table for me. I will say, of course, I have hair, so I contribute to that. But like your hair is fucking long. And I was like, dude, I think this is your hair. Yeah, Jack's like, I'm going to tell you the majority of this is probably (laughs) yours. I'm like, you're probably not wrong. But I'm going to give a little kudos to myself because I made it to be 30 years old without ever having to clean a dream. I know that's why I started cleaning it because I was I like, there's no way you want to do this. I'm a terrible partner. Needless to say, that was not the problem. So after all of the hair pulling, <laughs> we put the drain cover back on. I pushed it down. It didn't do what it was supposed to do. And I was like, fuck. So we enlist the boyfriend's help. Mm-hmm. He can't fix it. He's like, you just screw it. Just screw it all the way down. So that's worked. what we did. Yep. Yeah. I had a glorious bubble bath. We still, we still aren't sure what the problem is, Mm-mm. but... Anywho, the joys of having hair, right? Pretty much. So Katie's on her four days off. And I was like, dude, I think we need to go to the Bottle Depot. Because our basement is filled with quarantine bottles. Like six months. Uh, no, it's been more than six months that we lived here. Seven months we've lived here and we've never taken bottles yeah. in. And like, there's no room for anything downstairs. No. Like, you have to like squeeze past the bottles to go down and do your laundry. Literally. I think the first the first month we lived here was bad because mm-hmm. we were having people over. It was pre-COVID. We were like party time. So many bottles. And then right at the beginning of quarantine, again, it was like, we well, were like what the fuck else are, are we, we going to do? do? We're just drinking yeah. all the time. Mm-hmm. And I am shocked at, at how many bottles we of have this basement i know like i have an suv jack has a car and i'm like i physically don't know if we have the space to get all of these bottles into the bottle depot like we need a truck <laughs> we're gonna have to try and get it in your car man because i don't <laughs> so we're not gonna fit in mind anyways we definitely need to do it because shit it's been unwell um very unwell i would like to make a formal announcement oh. formal Mm-hmm. Katie has done her second semester, right? Second semester yes. of school. And I am sure our loyal listeners know what a struggles that has been for this girl. And as her housemate, I can tell you, <laughs> it is a struggle. And this girl has not wanted to do school one bit. And every single day for the last like two straight weeks, I've been like, bitch, you got this. You can get this done. I've been Mm -hmm. in your position. There's no way you're not going to get this done. Like, you're going to make this fucking happen. And one day I was like, one paper, one page, one paragraph at a time. And she just like immediately started crying because (laughs) I was like trying to fucking pump that shit up. You guys don't understand the level of stress unless you are a queen procrastinator like myself because mm-hmm. i there's nothing and that i'm better at learning 
Yeah. Self-taught learning is bullshit. Mm-hmm. I hate it. Mm-hmm. There's a couple classes that I'm like, I have to do these during night school because I just cannot do them on my own. But like, I literally wrote probably 70 pages yeah. of worth of like papers in a two-week period. Yeah. I was up till four in the morning a couple of times, mm-hmm. two and three, multiple, multiple times. Yep. I literally took a vacation day from work to study for a final. My GPA is also fucked. Like, my marks from this semester are all between, like, a 64 and a 96. <laughs> like, it makes no sense. My professors are probably like, what is this bitch doing? I'm like, you know what? I'm just doing the best that I can, which is not great. <laughs> oh, yeah. We were at the former. It was like, C's get degrees. Yep. Which, yes. Life motto for sure. Because this girl over here talking about myself that's how i lived my degree hell yes i also that's not how katie lives her degree though like she lives off those 90s i love a 90 yeah love a 90 and i also want to do a master's at one point and so i might end up redoing some of these classes a fucking yeah i definitely think i've set myself up to not do a master's but it's fine i don't know this is my life this is my life path and this is what we always say right like the universe unfolds for you in the Mm -hmm. way that it should and i don't think that this one semester is going to set you back as much as you think it will like you have said right like i understand how much stress this has put on me and i want to get better than a 64 so you kind of set that in your mind right so Mm -hmm. next semester you have to start school you're not going to do that to yourself and i'm going to make sure you don't do that to yourself I was literally in therapy and I was like, I always do this to myself where I like go into a semester and then I have relationship drama and then I let it take over my entire life and I procrastinate and like can't, like I just have like no will to do school. All I have the will to do is like lay around and be depressed (laughs) and then I don't do it and then I fuck myself over and it's happened more than once. But you pulled yourself out of that and you got your Mm -hmm. shit done and yes, you got some 60s, but not that many. You did fairly well mm-hmm. considering how much you didn't study. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. my crim psych final, the first day that I cracked that textbook was the day of my exam. Like, yeah. I crammed all day, wrote the final at 7. And I think I got, like, a 75. Yeah. Which I'm like, okay. Yeah. So, like, considering that, right? Like, imagine mm-hmm. what you could do with studying, which you did in your first semester. So, it's not not all hope is lost you I know I'm like that 4.0 looked so good and she's gone fam she is bye-bye <laughs> is it gone forever I don't really know I how don't that think works so I got a lot left so maybe yeah I think up. you have a lot left so you can you can definitely do it yeah okay last quick zoo update <laughs> there has been no pizza pup sightings in over a month this is quite a momentous occasion it I don't know is if you guys unheard know of how many pizza pops are usually consumed in this household on a weekly basis mm-hmm. like i would say a week and a half one of those like big packs of like 30 yeah like a costco 30 pack. some yeah mm-hmm. and my boyfriend's been like babe i swear to god you've lost weight and i'm like mm, it's probably just i'm not bloated anymore it's just the pizza pops mm-hmm. so that's good this is a plus yes we've been trying to be healthy yeah, I feel With like some everyone guidance else, from the boyfriend. Yeah, everyone else hit that like healthy mode of quarantine like month two. Yeah, and we're just like we're two months behind. We're real behind here. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, I'm like, yeah, I'm working out a solid one to two days a week. We got this. <laughs> Although my, hey, I'm like struggling with this because my hot yoga place is open again, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I miss hot yoga so much, mm-hmm. but. I don't know if I want to go and be in a big, hot, moist room with, like, 20 other people. It is weird because that's where germs live. I know. Well, and they said that, like, 
if you breathe out or like cough or whatever and there's like covid in your spit it'll like the minuscule droplets will hover in the air for up to like i think it said half an hour or something it was like a long period of time like enough in a class yeah yeah they were even talking about it in the grocery store. I'm like, oh, Jesus. So, yeah, I don't know. As much as I miss hot yoga, I think I'm going to wait a little bit longer. Yeah, I think that's fair. That's a very, very warm sad. environment. You know. I'm lucky that I have a gym at work, so I'm able to go at, like, mm-hmm. midnight. There's no one else there. It's sanitized all the freaking time. And then, like, you literally just walk around with a Lysol wipe and wipe everything before and after you use it. It's pretty great. That is good. At least I have access to that. Yeah, for sure. Much as I hate... I did deadlifts the other day and I was like, oh my god, my legs are going to fall off. <laughs> I'm not used to this. What is working out? Literally, what is this bar? Yeah. What is this? What is this? What is this? Okay. <laughs> so Katie had a topic she wanted to touch on today and we may have briefly touched on this before in another episode. Um, maybe coming from a different angle this time, though. Mm-hmm. I think this is an uh, this is um, an example of Katie using Jack for free therapy, and we'll just let all of you guys listen as well, <laughs> so that you can benefit from Jack's therapistness. Oh my god! So I wanted to talk about trust. Mm-hmm. The first thing, I guess, because we have totally touched on this before. Like we wanted to talk about like trust in a new relationship. Like if you just started dating somebody and maybe you haven't known them for that long, like how do you build trust? Mm-hmm. Well, so. I guess my take on that is, and this is just, of course, my opinion. (laughs) I think for me, trust is always given right off the bat. And there is a part of me that expects that in return. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I do have to be mindful of the person I'm dating because maybe they don't feel that way. And that's fine. It's it's a hard pill to swallow, but... Mm -hmm. um, it's just something that I would hope for in return because for me, having trust given right off the bat, and there are many people that don't agree with this, like trust has to be built. And I do get that too. Yeah. But for me, I provide it right off the bat because they've never done anything mm-hmm. to make me think otherwise. And even if I do know about their past and maybe they have done something that was distrustful, that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to do that with me. And I'm, again, I'm a firm believer of like, you can change. Mm-hmm. If you want to. And that would fall under this category. So if you have done something that um, has broken someone's trust in the past and you want to change that, you know how much that's hurt them, you can. And if you're willing and able and ready to put in the work, it can be done. So I give it right off the bat. And it really hasn't, as far as I know, <laughs> affected me, right? Like, I've, like it's never bitten you in the ass. No, it hasn't. So I guess that's where I'm at at the get-go yeah I totally agree like I feel like if you're agreeing to be in like a monogamous or a committed relationship with someone then you I feel like you should be making that choice based off the fact that you feel like you can trust them and that's the thing too is like a lot of people have talks in the beginning about like mistakes they've made in their past relationships or like why relationships have failed and like a lot of people have cheated or lied or just like done something shitty that would totally affect your trust like Mm -hmm. not everyone that has trust issues has necessarily been cheated on. It could be that like your partner hid certain things about you or they were like financially hiding things from you or anything like, like there's so, so many things. Yeah. Um, but I think that the biggest thing that I look for when I'm having those kind of conversations with somebody, like say that someone had like cheated on someone Mm -hmm. and we were talking about that. If they had kind of presented it to me as like, ah, yeah, like our relationship was shitty. So I just like went and fucked some other girls. 
that would be a huge red flag. Yeah. And I would not choose to date that person. Mm -hmm. But if they said, yeah, like I was in a really bad relationship. I wasn't being honest with myself about my feelings and I made a mistake. And like, I know that it was a mistake and I know that I dealt with it wrong. And like, I've learned from it. Bonus points. If you said you've gone to therapy and talked about it. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. Bonus points. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, like that's what I'm kind of looking for when I have those conversations with somebody. And that that would be about anything. Like, Mm mm-hmm. I'm just looking to see that like you have some insight into it and you've thought about it and learned from it in a way that would make me believe that you wouldn't do it to me. Yeah. And I mean, there's there's probably a, a chunk of the population that would say you're naive thinking that. Yeah. And that's true. And I know like people say like once a cheater, always a cheater, which I don't believe. I don't either. Like I really think that people can grow and change. Mm-hmm. And I think, I mean, there's that saying like, men cheat to stay and women cheat to leave but Mm -hmm. both in both situations like people are making the decision like it is a decision to cheat because they're unfulfilled in some way like something is not right and it doesn't mean that like you can't go and say like well i cheated because she was a shitty girlfriend so i went and cheated on her like that's bullshit yeah but i think especially now that i'm older i have a lot more empathy for people that have made mistakes in relationships i've made mistakes in relationships and i've been in relationships with people that have made mistakes and i just think that i can give people a lot more grace now especially for like past mistakes Mm -hmm. that being said like it's a whole different thing if you were going to talk about like someone cheating on you as far as I know no one's ever cheated on me so I really can't say how I would feel Mm -hmm. if that came up once I was in a relationship with them yeah same Uh, yeah as far as I know same but you know when we're talking about people growing like I look back at 22 year old me Mm -hmm. and 30 year old me and we are very different people yeah so to have someone be like, well, you know, you did this when you were 22, you probably haven't changed, I think is very unfair and I mm-hmm. wouldn't do that to somebody. So again, that's where that whole trust right from the beginning comes from. Yeah. However, if trust is broken and not just talking about cheating, but just mm-hmm. trust in general, like hurting someone's feelings to the point of ending the relationship and then trying to get them back, like that is that is a piece of trust or... Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, when we're in a relationship with somebody, we're trusting them a lot. Like, we're trusting them to, like, literally hold our heart and not hurt it. Mm -hmm. We're trusting them to be good to us in the relationship. We're trusting us. We're trusting them to respect our friends and family. We're trusting them to, you know, be open about stuff. We're trusting them to not hide financial indiscretions. We're trusting them in so many different ways. So there's a lot of ways that trust can be broken. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of these conversations center around, like, cheating and stuff like that. But in my opinion there's my a lot more than cheating yeah in my yeah. experience all the ways the trust has been broken it's never surrounded cheating as far mm-hmm. as i know i have heard things about certain exes that i'm like hmm maybe they were cheating on me probably dodged a bullet there yeah for <laughs> but, sure yeah i don't know for sure but yeah th- i guess that was this is where my free therapy comes in because i'm thinking about like if there is a situation where trust is broken and a relationship ends or you're looking at So you're looking at like rekindling a relationship that was ended or you're looking at trying to find a way to salvage a relationship in which trust is broken. Like, how do you regain trust? Yeah. So, I mean, it it takes a lot of work, I think. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot of communication. Like, a lot. Like, probably over the top amount of communication, in my opinion. Like, if someone's broken your trust, it usually trickles into everything. So... Say they've broken your trust in that they, I don't know, gambled a bunch of your guys' money that you had together away. Mm -hmm. To me, that would make me not trust them in 
nearly almost every aspect yeah, of the relationship. You kind of think like, will you lie? And like, I've been in this position yeah. too where I'm like, well, you, you hid this from me or you lied to me about this. What like, else, what are, you else are you hiding or lying to me about? Exactly. So, you know, like I, for me, I guess I would say like, if you're going to go hang out with your friends, um, I need to know like who you're hanging out with and what you're doing. Like to me, that's just fair that opens the communication and the more communication there is the more the trust is built and spending more time together mm-hmm. um having more deep conversations about the things that have happened that have broken mm-hmm. trust why you did it or what you thought yeah essentially why you did it mm-hmm. and what you're gonna do going forward to prevent that from happening again and i, I honestly think it's on the person that has done the deed that has caused the mistrust so for me to say like yeah I need to know kind of like what you're doing and where you're at um I don't think is unfair but mm-hmm. it, it should be kind of something that they decide they need to share with me so yeah. it shouldn't be me dictating like you need to tell me this you need to tell me that like I need to see your bank accounts etc cetera, etc cetera. like those are things that they should be coming up with to say, hey, I'm going to build your trust back because I want this to work and I want to be with you. So these are the things I'm going to do. And if you're happy with those, then yes, you take that and you say, okay, we're going to work on this. Or if they don't give you exactly what you need, then you say, well, I feel like maybe I need this or I feel like maybe I need that. How do you feel about that? Like having that open dialogue about what you need. Yeah. I think that's the thing is like there's so many expectations on both sides. And I mean, like if I had some if I had a friend who was in a brand new relationship and was like, I have to tell my boyfriend every single place that I'm going and who I'm with at all times, I would be like, he's that scary, like probably leave him. But that's where it's like if you look at a relationship after something like that has happened that has broken trust, like I see that as being reasonable, Mm -hmm. especially in cases with like cheating and stuff like that. Like, yeah, like I think that it's fair for you to tell me where you're going and who you're going with and that's the weird thing is like in relationships I always do that anyway I'm like hey I'm gonna go have lunch at Joey with Mm -hmm. Jack and this person and this person like I feel like that's like a normal thing to share it's not that I'm like asking permission or like allowing you to keep tabs on me but it's like I'm interested in what you're doing and I know that you're interested in what I'm doing so we should know what each other is doing yeah and I'm the same um I think it's just it's the way you phrase it right so if you're like I'm going to lunch with Jack is that okay like that's a that that, (laughs) right like that's a different type of situation than mm-hmm. being like hey babe I just want to let you know like this is where I'm at this is what I'm doing mm-hmm. if I don't message you right away this is why kind of thing right mm-hmm. and I think a lot of the times the immediate distrust comes from another relationship mm-hmm. so that partner of yours has come from a relationship where the trust has been broken and they're now Punishing putting that you. on you yeah. yeah and that's not always fair mm-hmm. it's actually never fair because yeah. you haven't done anything, right? So they're just bringing in the pain from their last relationship mm-hmm. and putting it on you, which isn't right at all. So what would be a good example of building trust while you're in a relationship if it has been broken? Not cheating, though. Like, we're not talking extreme here, right? Like, yeah. we're just talking like... Okay, so I have a good example. Mm-hmm. In one of my past relationships... um, I was a secret for a very long time. And it's because there was um, a very short period of time between that person ending their relationship with that past person and then starting their relationship with me. And it was in a community that um, a lot of people knew who both of us were. And we had agreed 
that Mm -hmm. it was fair it was safe we didn't want to hurt other people so we were going to stay a secret for a little bit Mm -hmm. and that little bit turned into a year so then as time went on people would be like well how long have you guys been dating and i'm like oh two years and they'd be like what I'm like, oh, actually, yeah, no, sorry. Like, it's been less than that. I'm just kind of like rounding up kind of thing, right? Like, to me, that breaks trust kind of right off the bat. Yeah. And and this is me kind of looking back at it as an adult because mm-hmm. I, I wasn't an adult at the time. Like, technically I was, but literally I wasn't. And I think looking back, I, I think that could have been a huge part of the trust that wasn't there so it was like when he wasn't with me what was he doing and there was nobody else knew that he was in a relationship right and there was often times where he was surrounded by many women and why did that automatically make me think oh maybe there's somebody else that's better for him well a it could have been because there was such a short turnaround between us Mm -hmm. dating and him dating the other person and two just because i was a secret and it wasn't just in the community it was our families, like my family knew right away because I had nothing to hide. It was his family that took quite a bit of time and friends. And, you know, that's a huge part of a relationship is being involved in family and friend life. So, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think maybe that's the greatest example because I'm not sure that trust really ever was quite built back up. But it's probably something that's happened in other people's relationships. And for me, you know, thinking maybe the only way that really would fix your trust is if, again, you're communicating a lot and you're yeah. like, this and is what I see for back us. back up your mm-hmm. communication. Like, that's the thing is, like, I feel like so many times in these situations where, like, trust has been broken or whatever, you're trying to work through something. There are so many words spoken and there's not a lot of there has physical to be backups. And yeah. that's, I think, what I would challenge a lot of people. Like, if you ever find yourself in this kind of a situation or you're just trying to right a wrong, mm-hmm. the words are important. Like, mm. communication is so important. But try and look for concrete ways to back up what, what you've been said. saying. Yeah. Because, yeah, like, I've been in a situation in a relationship, too, where it was, like, kind of secret for... I had a couple times this was happening. And it was, like, for one reason or another, mm-hmm. it couldn't really be, like, super public. And there's a difference between, like... Maybe you work together and it's like just you don't want to like come out right away because you just know that like it's going to be a big thing and you kind of want to like have your own time for a little bit. Like that's totally different. And I have had that. Yeah. And that hasn't been a problem for me because that's something that we've agreed on together. And again, like I think that once a few months has passed and you guys are like, we're in this, like this is going to be, we're in this for the long haul, Mm -hmm. then you've got to come clean. It can't be for a year. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's what I was kind of thinking while you're going through that story because I've been there too. And I'm like, if you need to be a secret for that long of a time, you should not be together because that really tells me that like one person is not committing fully. Exactly. And again, me as a nearly 30 year old would never stand for yeah. that, right? Like that was very teenage life, like mm-hmm. thinking, oh, well, I love this person. I'm going to respect what they're asking. But, and I'm not saying that he cheated on me, but I'm just saying like, that automatically set us off on the wrong foot. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, there's a saying that like it's, it's hard to build a future around like a foundation that's so cracked. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So that's something to, I mean, just building off of that, that's something to take mm-hmm. into consideration when you're starting to date someone. Are these things popping up right away and you're like, holy shit, like this ground could crumble at any second. Mm-hmm. Do I want to be a part of that? And as a grown up, 
I would think you don't want to be a part of that. Like, there, yeah. in my opinion, there is nobody worth that. Mm-hmm. Nobody. You can find someone who's ready and willing to say, this is my girlfriend or this is my boyfriend or whatever right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, there's so many things that people can do right off the bat to just be like, hey, yeah, they're in this. Like, this is what it, it is for them and they love me. Yeah. Well, and I think a lot of people, especially our age now, like a lot of people are divorced or mm-hmm. getting divorced or separated or whatever. And so there's a lot of this, like, especially if there's kids involved, there's a lot of this, like, I don't want to go public right away because mm-hmm. like I just separated from my wife like two months ago or whatever. And again, like I've been in this kind of a situation and now looking back, I would say I appreciate that. And like, I totally get that and I respect that. But like you have stuff on your end that you need to figure out and you can come to me when you're ready. And like, I will probably be here. If we have that genuine of a connection, mm-hmm. then it's not fair to commit when it has to be like all secret, mm-hmm. secret squirrel, especially well, in this whole divorce land. Like there's this goddamn cyclone of like unhealthy behaviors of like leaving a relationship and like one side of the fence thinking that you're separated and one side of the fence thinking that you're like basically divorced. And it's just like, just highlighting again the whole communication thing yeah and I was gonna say like a lot of people that listen know that I've been in a relationship with someone that has a kid and there was probably a month or two where it was like we're not gonna share Mm -hmm. and there was a month or two where I wasn't meeting the kid and even some would say like that's not that long Mm -hmm. he was very young though and I think that does play a factor into it but those were the situations where I was like I am respectful of this Totally. That's a totally You're not just thing. bringing me into a relationship with you. You're bringing me into a relationship with the kids. So I think yeah. that is fair. There is a line, though. And you have to figure out what your line is when it comes to how long you're secret for. Yeah. But trust is a very, very important part of a relationship. Mm-hmm. And honest to God, the only way I think is to just be open about what you're doing, what your intentions are. You know, like a lot of future talk and a lot of talk about like what's important to you and what's important to the other person and really knowing that about each other. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know, I started dating someone and, um, you know, when you're in the early stages and you haven't officially made it official, you're not telling a bunch of people and that's okay. Yeah. But once you've made it official, it's kind of like it's official, so it shouldn't be a secret anymore. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, one of them was still kind of talking to their ex and they were like, well, this person still wants to be with me. And I was like, that makes me really uncomfortable. Is it necessary for you to talk to them? You're not interested in getting back together with them. Why do you need to maintain a friendship? Like that's, that's something that's kind of like a line for me. And they were very good about it. And they were like, no, I, you're right. I'm not going to talk to them anymore. But for me, it's always like, I'm telling you how I feel, but I want you to decide what's best for you. Mm -hmm. And most people who are smart enough would know like, hey, this is making her uncomfortable. I'm going to change my behavior because I want to be with this person. And if they didn't, well, that's that's a sign of trust. Yeah. Well, that's the thing again is like you have your boundaries and they have their boundaries. If Mm -hmm. they're absolutely like, well, I'm not cutting this person out of my life. Like they're a big person in my life, blah, blah, blah then like, okay, like I have to respect that, but I also have to respect my own boundaries. And this is like, we've talked so many times about like being friends with exes or being friends with people that you've had sex with or whatever. And Mm -hmm. that like, that would be aligned to me. Like I'm a huge proponent for like, I think that you can be friends with your exes. I think you can be cordial with them. I still speak to several people that I used to date and we are literally friends. Mm -hmm. 
And I know that none of them want to be with me. But like if one of them did still want to be with me and was like making that well known while I was in a relationship with another person, like that is just so inappropriate to me. And like I would not be okay if my partner had a female friend or whatever Mm -hmm. that they had had a history with and that person like was being very honest that like they still wanted to be with them like that is so weird that to me is very weird so there's there's that and there's also like okay so you know it's been a really long time since we've broken up Mm -hmm. and we didn't talk for a very long time and now we're kind of reconnected it's it's a different level Mm -hmm. if I hang out with them I want you to be there with me yes like hey I'm talking to this person they said something funny show them the conversation to me those are the little things that build trust and Mm -hmm. I will say like I am friends with one of my exes and my current boyfriend as far as I know is good with it Mm -hmm. he's never raised any concerns I always tell him like when I'm talking to him what we're talking about like I'm not like reading it out word for word but I'm like hey we're talking about like his new girlfriend or like hey, he's asking how we're doing. And I'm like, hey, we're really good. Like those kinds of things, right? Like those are the little things I think that ultimately build the trust is just, again, sharing Mm -hmm. and not being like, no, I'm not showing you. Not that they've asked, but like just openly sharing is is showing that you have nothing to hide. Yeah. Because when you think about it, like if you have a relationship, if you have a friendship with like another girlfriend or whatever Mm -hmm. and she was like, oh, like, how's blah 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 you come home later and you're like oh like she was asking about you like those are just normal things that you share and then I think a lot of us get in our heads when there's this like pre-existing relationship or whatever where it's like I used to fall into this trap like years ago where I would be like I think that whatever is going on is going to upset them so I'm just gonna like leave out details Mm -hmm. which is not fucking good because I literally had nothing to hide so why would I hide it Mm -hmm. But and then if they're like, I well, that makes fight me, about it. Yeah. And then if they're like, well, that makes me uncomfortable. You can say, OK, that's absolutely fair. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tone it down. Yeah. Or I'm like, going to share with you every time we talk or, you know, like figure out what makes them comfortable. Mm-hmm. And that's just something that happens when you go into a new relationship. Like there yeah. are people I'm friends with that I slept with and I'm able to to disassociate that and they have to see that I'm able to do that right so creating those boundaries being like okay well you know like we've been friends for a really long time I still want to see them every now and then Mm -hmm. and that's fine if you have the same thing but like we need to respect each other's feelings when it comes to that and so hey okay we're not going to hang out alone in each other's houses totally fair Mm -hmm. we're just going to go out to eat or we're going to go on a dog walk like you know, things like that where you really can build that trust with your partner when it comes to these other people because that stuff does fall into relationships and Mm -hmm. I don't really like to burn bridges. So yeah, that's where it comes from with me. And like my most recent ex, like we have a dog together. And so like I see him probably once a month so that I can have the dog and like sometimes we'll chit chat and I'm always very open about that because I literally have nothing to hide. Mm -hmm. And you know, current boyfriend, very respectful of that because he knows I still want to see the dog and never has any complaints about it. And it's probably because I'm quite open about, you know, what it is if we do end up talking or, hey, I'm going to pick up the dog, like go into the house, going to see him, you know, it's going to be 15, 20 minute exchange. I'm going to leave like that kind of stuff. Right. And I think it all boils down to communication. Yeah, I think that's so true. 
even if you're like you were saying like talking about like old stuff like if there's stuff that had broken trust and like going back to it and like talking about it I think that a lot of us don't want to rehash this old stuff but I do think that it's very important to know like what people's thought processes were when they made those decisions I'm a huge proponent of not talking about your past though so Mm -hmm. I think like maybe that's where we differ a little bit and that's okay but I you know current boyfriend and I've been friends for a while so like he knows stuff about my past oh no no I meant like stuff that happened like if you're in the same relationship okay okay and like maybe they did stuff along the line like Mm -hmm. busted trust and then at a certain point things just like boil over I think that it's worth like talking about those things that happen within like your own relationship oh absolutely yeah yeah for sure yeah like I'll never like torture somebody with going through all their old discretions like I'm curious like I think I'm so curious but then I'm like I have to bite my tongue because I know I don't want to know this stuff yeah 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 that's true I just sound like the grudge girl (laughs) I know (laughs) happy nightmares Yeah, I know. It's funny because there's so many, like, every situation could have, like, a hundred different factors and everyone has different feelings and, like, Mm -hmm. ways of thinking and ways of communication. So it's literally, like, for whatever that we could say, it's never going to be applicable to every situation. But you're right. Like, it totally boils down to communication. And, yeah, yeah, I mean, like, I think the biggest thing that you can do in communication is, like, learn each other's boundaries and, like, respect. Yeah, yeah. If you can respect them, then great. Fucking do that. And, like, if they have a boundary that you think is so unreasonable and you guys can't get past it, well, like, that is a deal breaker. Well, I have another therapy appointment in a week and a half. Oh, do you? I was going to say I went to therapy and you have to, like, wear a mask to go, like, through the hallway up into it. And then when I got into the room, she was, like, she took her mask off. And I was, like, oh, I don't have to wear a mask. I was, like, so excited. Because we sit, like, freaking far apart on separate couches. And she was, like, well, oh, we can if you if you want to. I'm, like, no, this is perfect. Like, we're literally eight feet apart. Yeah, I feel like it would be hard to have a therapy. I feel like it would be hard to have a therapy appointment and wear a mask. Like, and not I have can... her see my yeah. facial expressions. Yeah, I know. Yeah, for sure. All right, so we are going to move, I think, on from this topic. Yeah. Do you feel satisfied? I don't know if I provided very good therapy in that. I truly don't think anyone can provide me therapy in this moment in time. It's something that I have to just figure out somehow, which I don't know how to do, but... Well, we live together, so yes, I do the appreciate therapy your free is always therapy. Free. It's great. It's great. But yes, we were wanting to move into Starcast. Yes, we have some exciting things. We have some real like, yeah. You can't see me, but I just made the head exploding <laughs> thing. Okay, so <laughs> my like, so I have the Pattern, which is a really good app, and mm-hmm. I also have CoStar. So both are astrology apps, and a lot of stuff like even just googling about my sign right now has to deal with change and I had a dream uh last week and I dreamt that everyone in my family was murdered and for some reason I knew all these secrets and I don't know what the secrets were but it was fucking eating me alive and my brain was exploding by the end of the dream with all the things I knew And my mom was the only one that was still alive. And she was with me through, like, all of this. And for whatever reason in the dream, she did not believe that I knew all these secrets. And I was, like, telling her stuff. And she was like, there's no way. Like, you don't know all this stuff. And I was like, okay, mom, whatever. And this was, like, an hour after I fell asleep. So I woke up and I was, like, sobbing. I texted Katie because she was writing a paper. And I was like, are you still awake? So I talked to her. Like, we talked through it over text. But 
And then there was like a bunch of bunnies that were eating other bunnies. And I was like, they were the rabbits from this page I follow on Instagram. It's called Living with Pickles. Oh my God. I didn't know that it was from the Pickles page. Oh yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Because she's got like a bunch of bunnies. So I was just like having the conniption about it. (laughs) And I don't know why the bunnies came in at the end and they were like eating the dead bunnies. But anyways, it was very fucked up. And I was like, what the hell? So Katie Googled it and she's like what did you what was it again it was all about change yeah everything was like signaling like change Mm -hmm. like you're going through change there's like change you need to like come to terms with there's like change coming like all of these signs are like i was googling like people that analyze dreams and stuff Mm -hmm. like that which whatever you want to believe but like i think it's true yeah yeah (laughs) totally so yeah they were all saying like all this change and then like a day later I follow all of these astrology pages Mm -hmm. and I always look at Jack's horoscope and mine. Mm -hmm. And there was one and it was talking about all this change coming for Scorpios. And so I sent it to her and she's like, can you fucking not? And there's been all this other stuff that's coming up. Like everything is telling Mm -hmm. you that like change is coming. Mm -hmm. No idea what it is, but yeah. To be determined. Yeah. To be continued. But I did say, because I think you were a little, like, freaked out by it. And I was like, I don't think it's necessarily a bad change, first of all. And it also doesn't have to mean, like, an external change. It could mean, like, a change within yourself, Mm -hmm. which I think that we have both been trying to grow as humans. Yeah. So maybe it's just, like, a good change within you. Yeah. And I'm hoping that's what it is. But it's just, like, they appear in my dreams as, like, these really fucked up things. Mm -hmm. And I just, like, I can't shake it the next day. Like, even though I had that dream at probably, like, 2 in the morning until, like, 5 p.m., I was just, like, boy. Like, both Katie and my boyfriend were, like, are you okay? And I was, like, I am fine, but I just feel off. Yeah. I get really emotionally affected by my dreams. Like, I'll wake myself up crying sometimes, and Mm -hmm. then I, like, I can't shake the feeling the whole next day. Like, last night I had, like, a total anxiety-ridden dream that was, like, die-off anxiety from school. Mm -hmm. And I was, like, anxious until, like, probably 4 p.m. today for no reason just because of that fucking dream. Yeah. It's crazy because, like, we have some friends that are, like, am I the only one that dreams that, like, I walk through the door and, like, the end and I'm like, yes, well, you're yes, probably you not. Are. Well, you're probably no. not the only one, but in this <laughs> chat, yes, you are, because yeah. the rest of us have we very have vibid, insane yeah. dreams. Yeah, absolutely. all the time. Yeah, it's exhausting. It is. But yeah, um, so it's Mer- Mercury retrograde. Mm-hmm. I cannot speak. What else is new? Okay, so we've talked about Mercury retrograde multiple times, but just a quick recap in case you weren't listening or you turn us off usually when this segment starts. Mercury is the planet that controls communication. So when it goes retrograde, it looks like it's going backwards in the sky so it can interrupt your communications. So I'm looking at the pattern, which did a whole post about Mercury retrograde Mm -hmm. for everybody. So it started on June 17th and it's going to go till July 11th. It's going to end within the week that this podcast comes podcast comes out so it says most people assume that the world works in logical linear and somewhat predictable ways but that's not always the case expecting that on any given day everything will go as planned actually helps perpetuate this illusion during this time frame these assumptions are severely compromised the regular logical flow of events will appear to be disruptive this may be a familiar feeling based on global events and circumstances but right now you may notice even more examples of it As a result, the world won't operate in the way you expect. Instead, what seemed objective becomes subjective, left brain becomes right brain, and connections will be missed, 
both with people and interestingly, I cannot speak, with technology and machines. Schedules, rules, routines, plans, messages, or emails, anything require rational functioning or communication might not work as they usually do. These energies may or may not affect everyone the same way. They probably won't feel as strong as any personal cycles that they're having, but if you know what's happening, you can set intentions or take advantage of these energies and not feel overwhelmed if things feel out of control. This might be easier for you if you already outside, operate outside of the mainstream, like if you work a non-traditional or creative job. However, if you depend on logic to function, you may feel especially challenged right now. These disruptions and confusing confusions can be annoying, but if you're able to overlook them, this time frame can offer special possibilities. Hmm. See this moment as an opportunity to move past <laughs> linear thinking and let your mind go beyond conventional wisdom and expectations. This can be a great few weeks for inner work, meditation, and reflection. Often artistic endeavors or anything that uses your right brain or intuition can really thrive. This is so long. That's good. Anyway. <laughs> So yeah, I think that's the thing about most retrogrades is that it like fucks up something, but mm -hmm. you can kind of like, it'll bring a lot of shadow work into the forefront. Yeah. So it is really a time for you to look at like where you can capitalize on mm -hmm. this kind of stuff that's coming up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, to be determined what change I may encounter, mm -hmm. whether it be internal or external, but this whole year has been like a shitstorm of retrogrades oh my God. and they're going to kind of wrap up around the end of the year. Mm -hmm. So I think there's obviously we've seen like there's a huge amount of global change going on right now. And I really hope that the end result of all of this is going to be good. Mm -hmm. And I think that it, I think it is. Mm -hmm. I think this is like the generation of like, we're not taking the shit anymore. Yeah. So this is the year of the fucked up planets. So. It is. Yeah. And they said, I literally was looking on like New Year's Eve 2019 and this really, really good astrology twitter account that i follow was saying that like 2020 is the most fucked up year astrologically that we have seen in this lifetime or the one before like it is going to be a shit show and i was like oh no i don't want to hear this and then it's just like it's murder hornets, been a shit world show. war three <laughs> kanye for president it's never ending pandemic i saw a post the other day about flying snakes i'm like no i cannot <laughs> no i refuse i will be in my house I will not even let the dog out. Okay. I think they're real, but I won't I won't go into that with you. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well Good thanks way. guys. We had a plan going into this episode and I'm not sure we followed it. We kinda did, but a little bit. Little bit. We've gone off here and there, but uh we appreciate you listening. We do. Every week. Enjoy the rest of cancer season. Feel mm -hmm. your feelings, guys. This yeah. is the time of the year when like your heart is literally the most raw and exposed. So don't fight it. Just listen to it and yeah, feel your feelings and oh. communicate them. <laughs> communicate. Yeah. Communication. Yes. When your t-shirt says communicate, bitch. <laughs> Proponents for communication, bitch. Yes. <laughs> all right. right. Follow us on all the things. Leave a rating and review if you are so inclined, if you enjoy us. We are always looking for feedback if you want to slide into our DMs. I did have someone slide into my DMs earlier asking if I liked being fingered. So that is not the kind of DMs I'm looking for. I'm looking for constructive conversations and such. So yes. just putting that out there. We love you guys. We love you. See you next Tuesday. Bye, Taco. Mm -hmm.